This is Idiots with Opinions. Idiots may vary. What's up, idiots? It's your boy Todd and your boy Tuscan back at it again with another cool new podcast called Idiots with Opinions. It's where we talk about the world and the, the, the wacky things about it. Uh, Tuscan, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling all right, Todd. I'm feeling all right. I just got off work, hustled home, briefly stopped by the bank, and uh, I know you're on a time crunch today, so we're getting this hey, out. We don't need to worry about that right now. Right now, we're on Idiots with Opinions time, and that means that we're chill and cool. Also, I noticed that uh, at the top there, you you started calling our fans uh, idiots. Yeah. That, that, that's what we're going with now, right? That's what we're okay. going with. I, I think I, we forgotten. We, we talked about that a couple no, did, episodes ago. We did talk about that. I forgot we had decided on that. Um, well, I like it. I'm, we got to implement it if we're, it. you know, we, we have all these ideas and we just got to do it, you know? You got to start. That's right. That's right. Motivation by Todd Schlegelmilk. So uh, I found what? these, uh, just, just for you, um, the stories I found are from like a few days ago. Not that it matters. Oh, yeah. We record a little early. I just, uh, when we were thinking about putting out an episode, I found a few stories, and now I am just reopening them because these links have been open on my Google Chrome <laughs> for a while, and I started very rushed. Hey, it's and all they good. We're all reloading. We, anyway, we did have the uh, the Super Bowl was this last Sunday. What do you think about the Super Bowl, Tuscan? Well, I threw a party. Yeah. Uh, I had fun at the Super Bowl party I threw. The game was not fun to watch. No, it was really um, boring. But I think I might be the only person in the country who truly enjoyed the halftime show. Really? Did you like it? I thought it was all right. I don't know. I wasn't I thought, really paying attention that much. And I know a lot of people got really upset because uh, they didn't do the entire Sweet Victory song by SpongeBob and the gang. So I love that that's how they started it off. That was perfect. Yeah, but they were. That was they, they had. I think they had said that they were gonna do the whole song, oh. which that's the only thing well, I understand. Like I was not really expecting them to do that whole thing, but then somebody no. was like, "Yeah, they said that they were gonna do it all," so they just kind of teased us. God, that is a good song. I actually downloaded that song and listened to it sometimes. That's uh, a that's a awesome great episode of SpongeBob. I think anyone right? who wants to do comedy writing for television, I think. I think they yeah. should study that episode because it's Watch very that. well written. I I don't know if you're being facetious. I'm I not. truly agree with that. I, yeah. I'm not. I think it's that a is. well-written episode. They, they take all the characters from, from the show that they've established and they use them really, really well. And mm-hmm. yeah. Squilliam Fancy Son. Yes. And for all the old people who don't know what we're talking about, SpongeBob is a television show for children about a sponge yep. that lives in the sea. That's right. It's got uh, some adult humor that you do not pick up on as a child. Um, and I think that's what makes it uh, really good because it's not really written for children, or at least the first few seasons weren't. Now it's 100% written for children and it's not nearly as funny. But the first few seasons were written for people, right? The, and I, I love it when, when kids show writers do that. They write jokes that are appropriate for kids, but that make them laugh. Yeah. They think they're funny. They don't think, what uh, is a child going to find funny? That's gonna, you know what I mean? That's a perfect segue into my first story. It's pretty small. That? Get wow. a load of this. 
right. in Universal Florida, there is a new like they have these trolls. Like you know how they have people who dress up. Um, yeah, they have these trolls. And are you talking one, like internet trolls, or are you no, talking like, like under you know the like the trolls that um, with the hair? Yeah, yeah, like the troll dolls from from back in the nineties, eighties. I don't remember the time when I did not buy them. <laughs> yeah, all the exactly. Any time. But there is a troll doll there that mm. is completely naked and farts glitter, and that's its farts whole glitter. appeal. And I want to get your opinion on this because I feel like this is okay. this is not like a huge deal, but it kind of reflects the the minion generation that we are okay. in. And I okay. absolutely hate it. I I totally agree with what you were saying about like writing jokes for for people instead of just kids because these kids are growing up and they're hearing uh, the minions like fart and and laugh and. And then these kids are like, this is the height of comedy when it's not. Right. No. Here's here's what I think. Because I remember seeing, and I can't remember how this happened or what what it was, but there was an advanced screening of Despicable Me, the first one. And I the OG. was Yeah. I was too old to have been actually just watching kids' movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so my but but I was like okay well free tickets because we got free tickets to this somehow I can't remember what the situation was but we ended up with free tickets and my brother and I went and we both ended up really liking it and the minions were kind of a, a side thing and they were you know they they added to the comedy of that movie I thought that that it was you know well done in that but then they became the the Ewoks yes. that Star Wars were, right? They became like their own thing. And they became kind of monetized. Everybody was selling them. Everybody kind of thought they were great. And so they used more of them in the later movies. And then and they made their they own movies. And now they are everywhere. And now they're freaking everywhere. They've taken over everything. It, you know, look, look, look to your left. Look to your right. Look behind you. There's a minion <laughs> behind you. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he's watching you. He's there all the time. They're freaking everywhere, Todd. Yeah, it's oh, a problem. Man. So and they, they sometimes I don't know if you see these like on Facebook. The older generation will have uh, it'll be like memes for older generations. Yeah, and they'll just slap on a minion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, why it's not? like. Ugh. We're going no, back in in comedy. <laughs> I um, y- you remember Steve used to make memes all the time. You remember Steve? Steve, how could you, you forget Steve? Steve, Steve, the... my boss last summer. Yeah. Okay. He used to make memes all the time, but they were actually really funny memes, and they were <laughs> topical and political. And he's kind of very vocal on Twitter about or on Facebook about what he thinks, mm-hmm. and they're really funny. But sometimes I'm like, dude, I, this is this is like a little too far, or you know, whatever. He's kind of got his own thing going on, which is fine. That's that's Steve for you. But yeah, I I I don't understand. I I mean, I suppose you know, there's a there's a social generation that kind of happens. There there's a phenomenon that happens within a generation, right? And then 
an older generation kind of sees what's happening and they latch onto it and they're like, this is what the kids are doing. And that was like years ago at this point. Right. And so that catches on. And then it's all of a sudden, it's not because it's not because they're doing it, that it's no longer cool. It's because they take it and they make it something else. And then it's like, I don't want to be associated with what you've made this. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. But so what, also, I have another bone to pick <laughs> with glitter, Todd. <laughs> glitter is the devil's substance. <laughs> it gets everywhere. It does not come out of carpet, of skin, of clothes. If you, if you have like a tiny bit of glitter somewhere on a piece of clothing and you don't realize it and you don't like beat the hell out of that clothing before you put it in the wash, that glitter gets on everything you own. Everything you own. Remember, I think it was our junior year that we had really glittery. Or maybe it was sophomore year. Anyway, do you remember? Was it the one where you did the love potion? Yeah. Where they had the yellow dresses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one that 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 the the show choir community knows about. But so there's the girls wore these dresses that had glitter all over them. um, Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like hidden in their dresses it wasn't like overtly glittery but the glitter got everywhere and i still Mm -hmm. to this day will find specks of that type of glitter like (laughs) yeah on my clothes yeah no exactly i know exactly what you're talking about it's Um, awful well let's let's uh let's stay around high school for a minute okay Uh, why don't we because and not because this guy's in high school but because he's acting like it this man is 27 years old Ooh, I think I saw this headline come up today on my phone. Did you? Is this the suing of his parents? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, uh, Rafael Samuel, uh, 27 years old, he is suing his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. Now, he is part of a larger movement. It's basically... It's an antinatalist movement, which if you kind of look into their manifesto, their whole thing is that adults have children kind of for their own pleasure, and then they force these kids, right, to take care of themselves and live in a modern world and work and make money for a living. They, they basically bring you into the world without your consent, without your permission, and force you to work. Okay, that's the that's the premise we're going off of here. So he compares the bringing you into the world to kidnapping and making you work to slavery. Of course, naturally, this man is a moron. <laughs> but let's not show our bias here. Yeah, he he's he says he's not even like he says I love my parents. We have a great relationship with them, right? I have a great relationship with them, but. They just had me for their joy and their pleasure. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, there's there's that, but also there's more. I don't know. What's what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having kids for pleasure? Yeah. I mean, even if it wants to make me happy, shoot. I, but, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from. I mean, it, it, I can't. You can't? No. Part of their rhetoric 
sort of makes sense if you look at it from a very like skewed perspective, but by and large, it's just the most moronic thing I've ever seen. I, I, I don't understand how your logic brings you to you were allowed to live and therefore you're mad about that. It's like yeah. if you, well, how, so how basically, are we, how do they want us to fix this problem? Like ask babies if they want to be in this world and then no, no, no. if they goo goo gaga once, then they're in. They're not even, it's coming out of India, right? Or they um, talk to their this, sperm. This, this portion of the them. movement. Huh? They talk to their sperm and ask them if uh, if they want to. Well, it's become not even baby. about consent. They're just antinatal. They don't want anybody to have kids. Oh, so they want human extinction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, all right, that's fair. Right. It's like a Thanos thing. It's like, oh, it's better for the world if humans aren't here. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. That's stupid. I don't understand. I, I don't understand your your logic there. I mean, sure. You know, things would be fine if humans weren't here, but you you want everybody to stop having children. You want forced, um, what do you call it, castration, and then what? everybody just dies off within the next century. And that's it. That's it for everybody. And then Everybody's everyone's gone. really sad, too, because a lot Who's of sad? people for, you know, yeah. I assume it means like. To st- they also want you to like stay away from relationships that would cause babies to be had, and I'll, I don't know. Well, I, I, mean, I feel like I feel like babies, even though they um, are a headache and a half for me at, at my current age and state, I I don't know. I feel like someday I'm gonna want something to care for, yeah. like a baby, whether or You'll not I can see that now or not. I think you, there's something in our in our yeah. DNA, and this is just my opinion. I know that I'm I could be totally wrong here, but I feel like there's something in our DNA that like kicks in at a certain age of like needing to be like a fatherly human being. One hundred percent. That's part of that's part of puberty. I mean, that's kind of why a lot of girls, you know, think that babies are cute and they want to take care of them and. Why a lot of guys kind of don't you know get this urge to be fathers at some point? Yeah, well, I mean, eventually. it's better for it's better kind of you know this is this might sound controversial. It's better evolutionarily for guys to go around and just sleep be, with as many women as possible because yeah, they as have a shorter, many people pregnant. Yeah, yeah, because they they don't have any gestation period. It's like mm-hmm. you know um, an hour or forty five minutes, and you can go. Um, go impregnate somebody else. I that's mean, why that's way back in the, uh, way back in the olden, olden, olden times they had like, what was it called? Like midwives? No, not midwives. The, uh, concubines. Concubines. Yeah. Concubines. Yeah. I don't know if concubines were so much for having additional children as they were for just Kings to have pleasure, but no, I think they were for, for more children to have more kids. But I mean, there's also that aspect. I I don't know. I'm I don't an idiot either. with an opinion. And but also, 100% like, it's just a hormonal I, thing. I do think that I I do think that we have changed as humans to need more of an emotional like response. As our ethics have changed, I think our like needs have changed as well. But that's just I think that's 100 percent societal. Um, although 
human babies are so difficult to care for that I wouldn't be surprised if sort of innately in our uh, in our makeup there's some sort of mammalian response for an entire village to raise a child you know everybody to pitch in because you know when we were tribal basically a woman who was pregnant and who had kids would have help from other women and you know the men would be out hunting and that sort of thing and that was kind of not their responsibility but you know they would bring home food for the the tribe and and stuff like that and then you know create more offspring and that's kind of how everybody's alive today so tuscan in your opinion Mm -hmm. do you think that males are meant to be polyamorous in modern day (laughs) not in the modern day i mean it's just not societally acceptable but I, I think that the the men who were polyamorous and had that urge to be polyamorous and had the strength, um, maybe not the strength, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of the, the, the instinct to be polyamorous. Then those are the ones who carried on their genome, right? Because they had so many kids that just by evolution and and by you know natural selection the ones who didn't have as many kids don't their their bloodline didn't carry on quite as much as the guys who had a ton of kids Mm -hmm. so i suppose yes i i would i would say yes but i i really don't know the science to be quite nor do i and that's why we are just again we're idiots with opinions and that's just what this show is about uh you know, we do. diving deep into these topics of uh, whatever spurs it from wild, wacky news that we get to read. And Tuscan, I want to talk about another crazy thing that I read. There's a Hawaii lawmaker who is proposing mm-hmm. every year the age for being able to buy cigarettes is going to go up until 2024, where he wants banning sale to cigarettes to anyone under 100 years old. Gotcha. So why? Because he, because like cigarettes are harmful. And so he's saying it's our duty as public servants to stop people from poisoning themselves because it's, it's also like an addiction, a a very addictive substance. And so therefore we need to stop people from, or free people from this, this, addiction enslaving them um and and eventually killing them so yeah so from um at in 2020 under his bill the minimum smoking age would increase to 30 Uh and then in 2021 it would increase to 40 2022 it would increase to 50 uh 2023 it would increase to 60 and 2024 it would increase to 100 so interesting yeah so i mean the math for me doesn't line up because you have to it 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 catches up with habitual smokers that have been doing it for years quite quickly yes right you said by 2020 it's or by 2022 it's 60 no 2023 it's 60 2022 it's 50 Mm -hmm. got it yeah, it it catches up to those people really quick. I don't 
I don't think anybody like that's going to vote for it. This you doesn't well apply put... to electronic cigarettes, by the way. Um, okay. It would just be Fair. like, yeah, tobacco, OG tobacco. cigarettes. Which... Got it. That I can understand. Why would you not just push for legislation that outlaws cigarettes in that case? Because um, it's easier to wane people off than completely stop it in the in the first place. Plus, I just I don't see how the powerful cigarette companies are even going to let this happen. No, it'll never go to the floor. It won't get enough votes. That's just yeah. Then what's the point of doing this? There's no point. <laughs> I no. mean, it's it's not it's not a thing that'll happen. Uh, you know. I if would, I want to stick my hand down a fish's throat, no one's gonna tell me I can't. If I want to stick a, my my hand in a hole and bring a fish out, no ain't nobody gonna tell me I can't. That's right. Anyway, that's yeah, my view. No, on I, it, but I understand the other point. It's something. I mean, I'd get behind it. Really, you know? I'd I'd get behind outlawing cigarettes. It's hmm. about as harmful as it gets. Yeah, you know, if you're that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so many drugs that don't do any harm that are outlawed, and if you're gonna outlaw those ones, it's like, all right, well, let's uh, let's start with cigarettes then, because we can all agree and see for ourselves that that causes harm, right? Mm-hmm. Or we go the opposite direction and just legalize everything and make it fine. But if we're gonna have you know, things that hurt us and we're going to put soft padding on all the walls in, in human civilization and make sure everything that could possibly kill us is just outlawed and nobody can get their hands on it. Then go ahead and outlaw cigarettes. Start there. People will continue growing tobacco. People will continue rolling tobacco, selling tobacco and smoking it. It'll become a black market item. You're going to have a lot more work for police officers a bunch of americans still smoke it's just not going to be worth it so go ahead and outlaw it see what happens and you know 10 years later when you have a mafia that's run by these giant moguls that used to run cigarette companies and now just sell cigarettes to individuals then you'll you'll realize that you're spending money on a a lost cause you feel me yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that it it would help. I just don't think that any of it's going to work. And no, what's the point? What's There's the no point, point anymore, Tusk. I I I truly don't get it. Um, you know what they say? Since the opposite of pro is con, the opposite of progress is Congress. That's right, Todd, and that's why they'll never pass it. That's why they'll never pass it. So let's talk about the government a little bit more. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, we're going to a different department. We're going to the executive branch now, and we're going to talk about the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yum. We had some FBI agents break into a man's house. Not break into a man's house, but they were executing a search warrant, and they were searching a man's house when they found, and this is a a man who lives in Houston, by the way, they found 3,178 embalmed human penises in this man's house. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 54-year-old Dave Murray is a mortician at the Harris County Morgue, and he basically is implicated in being a part of a giant human trafficking network, uh, organ, tra- 
human organ trafficking network and i guess this guy's got some weird fetish for the for for the for the the phallus flagellum. yes flagellum. <laughs> interesting wait so he's like selling these things he's I, keeping these specific parts and selling other parts is that what you're it's saying it's not clear because I do, I, I have heard that, you know, a human body on the block, black market is pretty expensive. Yeah, I'm sure a human body on the black market is quite expensive. Tuscan, if there's ever a time where mm-hmm. uh, I am going to die, I just know I'm going to die, I will give you my body to sell in the black market for millions of dollars. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it, but I will probably be accused of murder. So like, that's, that's going to go straight to lawyers. Yeah. So, but hey, you have you you have proof on uh, recording. Oh, that's true. Right now, that's true. But also, the FBI has proof that I have conspired to sell your body. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm finding cons everywhere here, Todd. <laughs> also, who the hell do I call? That's a good question. Well, I yeah. feel like you'd have to go on the dark web. Yeah, how do you get to that? You ask some hacker. I don't know. Yeah. The is dark web is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I've i seen... You ever watch The Modern Rogue on YouTube? No. Uh, they make some good stuff. There are a few of their episodes where they talk about getting onto the dark web, and they have this hacker that they kind of talk to every once in a while. And the hacker's like, all right, all you need to do is download this software, and then that that basically blocks your VPN and then you download this software and all of a sudden you have access to all the websites that browsers won't let you access. You can get all sorts of illegal crap here. Um, you can do all sorts of weird business transactions. Nobody can trace you and uh, you are completely on the dark web right now. And they're like, oh my God, that was so easy. <laughs> that's all you need to do. It's like, yep, that's it. That's it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. So maybe, but I don't even know. Like, once you get there, what do you? There's no search engine, right? On the dark web, uh, you're talking to the wrong guy for any of these questions. But I mean, we can look it up. I guess I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Let's see here. Let I'm me... sure that's the sort of thing where you need to like know where you're going before you get there. Have you ever you just like I mean? heard uh, or like watched? Or listened to or read any stories about just like people and their experiences with the dark web. Nope. Pretty wild. Pretty wild and wacky. How? Yeah, no, this one of it's one of those things that you just kind of you hear about people kind of reference. It's there, you know, it goes on, but you have absolutely no knowledge of what it actually is. You feel me? That's how I yeah. feel about it. Okay. So, I have found the most trustworthy article on how to search things on the deep web. It's from WikiHow. WikiHow? Yes. Do they have illustrations? Yes. Perfect. Have you ever watched that? I think it's a Drew Gooden or a Danny Gonzalez video about um, WikiHow. It's good. I would recommend. I have not. Okay, locate databases with an ordinary search engine. Is it data or data, Tuscan? End this debate right now. 
data. Locate databases with an ordinary search engine. Okay. Um, similar term. Blah, blah, blah. Use more specialized search for databases. And then research using the computer at an academic library. What? Academic library? That's where you want to go? Just yes. use a VPN. Oh, and then you go... The, oh, okay. There's different methods. The Tor network. Okay. So, have you heard of, like, Tor? It's the Onion route. I've heard of Torrent. The, the Onion something? I, I think that's what it stands for. I've heard of Tor. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. So, that's, like, the thing that you use to browse. Right. Um, accessing this area of the deep web is legal... Although that may not apply to activities you participate in there. Yeah, no, you can go on the internet. Nobody gives a damn. But it's when you start buying drugs and selling human corpses and watching child porn. Yeah, that, but like, I just, oh man, scary to when people can just see that you're yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then they can get your information. That's why you get the VPN. Yeah. Which a good hacker can still find you with a VPN. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But it, it makes it a lot tougher. You got to like really be looking. You are never protected 100% from being hacked. Of course not. I suspect you're more vulnerable once you go onto the dark web. People kind of oh, see yeah. where you're 100%, at. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Todd, do you know who else is, is involved very, very strongly in the deep web? He, he runs a whole business out of there. I don't know what he sells, but. I have no idea who that could possibly be. It's Carl Westberg, Todd. He's he's all uh, over the deep web. Uh, if you've ever seen any of those sketchy sites that you really don't know if they're actual websites or if it's just some page with a bunch of weird images and text, and yeah, I, I don't even I, I don't even want to think about it. I, anyway, that's Carl Westberg. He runs it, and he also sponsors our podcast, probably for money he gets on the dark web. Maybe we should get him investigated. No, I don't. I don't want to go down that road. You don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this off the air. Um, <laughs> he's a sponsor of today's podcast. He is uh, he's a great guy. Uh, we all know and love him. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us, kind of reach out, let us know where you are uh, so we can come find you and just just say hi. We promise. That's all we're going to do. There's no, there's no sketchy business about sending us your exact GPS coordinates at any time of the day. Go ahead and send those over to studiosvolatile at gmail.com and if you want to find us on twitter uh, we are at opinions that suck suk or on instagram see a lot of todd's nice photoshop work at idiotic opinions on instagram todd have you anything else for this afternoon uh no well that'll do it folks you've been listening to idiots with opinions Tune in next week 